This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. My brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this wonderful gathering and to make it one that is accepted by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah to place this in our scales on the Day of Judgment. My brothers and sisters, we are continuing a series about the hereafter. And we have covered a very extensive, we have covered extensive information. And today we continue from the point where we left off. And that is the Day of Judgment, the point of weighing the deeds, the scales, al-mizan. Brothers and sisters in Islam, I want come with me on this journey. Imagine the earth is changed, the sky has changed. What does it look like? Allah knows. But does it look anything like this world? No. It, looks nothing, it will look nothing like this world. Imagine yourself right now that you are in a world where you cannot recognize anything. You cannot recognize any marks. You don't know where your house is anymore. You don't know where the continents are. You don't know where you are. You're on earth, but you don't know where. And the earth looks flat, no markings, no valleys, no hills. And it's white. And the sky is a different sky. In some tafasir it says it's also white. The sun is no longer there in the position you see it. It has been brought very near, very large, probably as some hadith say, kalmil. It looks like only a mile away. Some scholars said we don't know what almil means. Is it distance, mile? Because the Arabs used to use that word, mile, meal. Or is it allegorical? Or is it the meaning of almil which they use on the eyes, like the eyeliner, the kuhl, meal is also called a meal, or the eyelashes. The point is, the sun is very close. You are gathered with all the creation from the beginning of the creation of this world to the end of time. Everybody is naked. Everybody is barefooted. Everybody is busy from looking at each other. 
Aisha radiyallahu anha says, نحشر يوم القيامة يا رسول الله حفاتا عراء ينظر بعضنا إلى بعض We are gathered on a day of judgment, O Messenger of Allah, barefooted, naked, the way our mother gave birth to us, as the Prophet ﷺ said. Everyone looks at each other. He said, Ya Aisha, Al Amru Ashaddu min an yanzura ba'duhum ila ba'd. On that day, the matter is too serious for anybody to even look at one another. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> Imagine yourself in this life and your life is threatened. You're about to die. And there are naked people all around you. The only focus you'll be, the only thing you'll be focusing on is how to prevent your death. On the day of judgment, there is no more death. The only thing we are awaiting, where are we going to go? Allah says in the Quran, يَوْمَ يَتَذَكَّرُ الْإِنسَانِ on that day, every human being will remember. But what would that remembrance benefit him or her on that day? It is as though all the people will know what they have come to. The reality becomes known to everyone. Allah says, فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ Before this day, you were... This day was unknown to you. You didn't... You, you were unaware of it. Or you didn't really know it in reality. And now we have released that veil that covered your eyes and now you can see reality. You can see the angels. You can see the day of judgment. You can see... Everything in reality as if this world was a dream and that the other world is the true reality. The prophets are concerned. Did they deliver their message? What are their people going to say? The people are concerned. The Muslims are concerned. The non-Muslims are concerned. The devils are gathered and they're concerned. The shayateen, the jinns. The animals are gathered. And there is no injustice on that day. It is the day of reckoning, the day of accountability. That's the day that's going to decide whether it's eternal heaven or eternal hellfire. People are gathered with different types of people. And they are gathered in different forms and shapes and ways, all depending on what you left this world on. What kind of deeds did you leave this world with? Rasul said, On the day of judgment, each person will be gathered and resurrected on the form that they died in, or on the deeds that they died in, the form of their deeds. Meaning, what kind of a lifestyle were they leading before they died? On that. And even if it's the bad deed that you died on, you'll be raised on that deed. Or if it's a good deed you died on, you'll be raised on that good deed. One thing that caught my eye once, I saw someone sent me this on YouTube, of a man, I think it was Masjid al Nabawi, who died in his prostration. You saw it? He's dead in his prostration. 
And another one <clears throat> of youth flown out of a car and died while playing heavy music and they died with a scream. Which one do you want to die on? They showed us a lifestyle of two youth, two Saudi boys. One of them, 14 or 15 years old, and the other one, 14 and 15. The first one is walking out of a soccer arena. He's watched a match. And he's crying and weeping, as if he lost his mother. And the interviewer is asking him, what, what are you crying about? And he's saying, you know, if only that so-and-so member of our team could have passed it to his friend, we could have earned ourselves a goal, and we could have won today. But he didn't, he didn't. And he's crying. Then they show another image. Young boy, same age. He's sitting in the masjid al-Nabawi with his mashayikh around him and his father's next to him. What is he doing? He is about to receive, receive his ijazah, qualification, after had, having memorized the whole Qur'an. And now he has reached Qul A'udhu Nas. That's the last surah in the Qur'an. And he's weeping and crying. Out of what? Out of, he cannot believe that he has achieved this now. What, how, what level has he achieved? And he's reciting It took him about 10 minutes to recite that surah because he'd cry and couldn't finish. When he finished, he went straight to prostration and his father behind him. And so did the mashayikh. Compare that to this comparison. This lifestyle and that lifestyle. Which one do you want to die on? Which lifestyle do you want to lead? How do you want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? Will you rejoice or will you be in misery? Will the angels come to you and hug you and say, this is the day you have been promised, don't worry. Or will you be the type where the angels say, look at Jahannam, look at it, this is what's awaiting for you. This is the day of your misery. We already spoke about the differences. Some people will be resurrected with enormous light. In the Sahih Hadith, the Prophet ﷺ tells us some people will be raised with enormous light. This Hadith narrated by Ibn Abbas. Enormous light, the size of a mountain. Imagine somebody now walking and they've got light encompassing their body the size of a mountain. They're walking and this light is emanating from the size of a mountain. Everywhere they walk, you see this huge light. You can see it from a distance, right? You can see it from here. To probably 20 suburbs down. You can probably see it outside of Melbourne. Somebody walking with light shining as big as a mountain. These are the people who died with accumulated good deeds throughout their life and minimal sayyat, and they had repented. So they died on righteousness. And there will be people who will have light the size of towers, high towers. Be walking as light around them. And people will be walking with light as big as a man. So only their size, just a little bit of light outside of their body wherever they walk. And there are people who will be, get, who will be resurrected with light emanating from the tip of their finger or their thumb. Actually, ibham, the index finger. The tip of the index finger, as the Prophet ﷺ says. Sometimes it lights on and sometimes it goes off. This is the light that the people on that day will use to cross over Jahannam to the other side. We'll talk about that insha'Allah today. And there are those who are filled with darknesses around them. Zulumat. 
Where is this light coming from? And where are these darknesses coming from? The light is an interpretation of the purity of the heart of that person. Did you not hear Ibrahim in the Quran Ibrahim alayhi salam? Please to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he asks him the way he wants to be resurrected on a day of judgment. He says, On that day, my Lord, give me mercy. On that day where no child, لا ينفع مال ولا بنون, no wealth, no children will benefit إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم except he who or she who meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while their heart is at peace is in righteousness, impurity. Ibrahim alayhi salam asks for Allah for nothing except to resurrect him with a pure heart that meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This pure heart, my dear brothers and sisters, is interpreted into this huge light, real light. You see it with your eyes. As for those with darknesses, their hearts were darkened. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes these hearts in the Quran in various verses. Sometimes he calls them the rusted hearts. Other times the blanketed hearts. Blankets upon blankets of darkness. And what does kufr mean? To dig something, bury it and cover it with soil. So these hearts are covered in darknesses. On that day it's interpreting darknesses around them. There's no light to shine. The heart has left Allah and so Allah turns away from them. We did not oppress them, Allah says. But they oppressed themselves. وَلَا يَظْلِمُ رَبُّكَ أَحَدًا And your Lord will not oppress anyone, not even the animals. Rasul sallallahu tells us in the Sahih Hadith, which is in Muslim, that even the goat that had horns and the goat that didn't have horns will be gathered together. The goat that had horns, if it had pecked the other goat, this day Allah will give the right of the pecked goat back to it by pecking the other goat back. Animals. Don't even know what they're doing. Allah makes everything just. Then He turns the animals into turab. On that day, the disbelievers will see the animals and they will say, we wish we were turned into soil. Allah says in the Quran about people who have abandoned their heart and abandoned their Lord, Knowingly, knowingly, who have heard about this deen, understood it and rejected it, Allah says, These people are like livestock, an'am, livestock. Some of them are even worse. On that day, they'll wish they were soil, but they can't even be like animals. This believer will say, Well, if we want to use a bit of. And the rejecter of this faith, the hider of the truth, will wish that they were turned into turab, into soil like the animals. Just one last thing to describe that moment. Allah says in the Quran, Yawma 
وقد خاب من حمل ظلما. These verses sum up the situation on that day. Allah says, On that day, the people will respond to the caller. There will be a caller who will direct people to where they have to go by force. Go this way. You go that way. You come this way. This person who calls you, this angel, does not lose his way. You will be going to the correct position. The voices are silenced. The people don't, they don't know what to say anymore. Imagine. Uncountable numbers of people. You don't hear a single whisper. Wallah, wallahi, not a single whisper. Not a whisper. Allah says, The voices are silenced to the most merciful. You will not hear on that day any... Allah describes it. You can't hear anything except one thing. Hamsa. The silent tapping of feet walking. People just walking here and there. Like that. No one's talking. Eyes are looking up high. People are walking. It's like we're intoxicated. Where are we going? In, 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 in madness. You know? Don't know what to say. Allah says about the day before the day of judgment, when the world ends. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّ زَلْزَلَةِ السَّاعَةِ شَيْءٌ عَظِيمٌ Fear your Lord. The shaking of the last hour is something huge. It's, it's humongous. It's great. The day when the pregnant lady will lose her baby straight away. It's infant. She'll drop it immediately out of fear. And the people walk around as if they're intoxicated, but they are not intoxicated, but... The signs of your Lord or the punishment of your Lord is quite scary, it's severe. On that day you only hear silent footsteps. On that day no intercession will help. No one can help you except whomever Allah gives permission to, the most merciful. Allah calls himself the merciful on that day. And Allah is pleased with that person to speak. Otherwise, no one can speak. Not even the angels unless Allah gives them permission. يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ Allah knows everything that you have come with. وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ And whatever you have kept in secret or left behind thinking no one else will know. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِهِ عِلْمًا And no one even can know the amount of knowledge that Allah knows about you on that day. Allah will inform us about ourselves things that will come manifest which we were confused about and on that day Allah will make it so clear to us to show us our whether we had gone on the right path or on the wrong path, whether we deserve to be punished or not, to let, make us understand. Remember the hadith, that no one will be punished in hellfire until they are convinced that they deserve it. Abadan. And Allah calls Himself, Allah calls Himself in this verse now, twice now here, Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. It is out of Allah's mercy that He does all of this. Allows the people to know Forgives if he wills, and he will forgive on that day many things. But those who are destined to his wrath, no one can save them except he. Allah says, On that day, all the faces shall be humbled to the all powerful, the Almighty. 
and whoever has carried with him or her on that day deeds of, of, of victimization to himself, deeds of oppression, deeds of haram, then they will be in misery. And whoever had done good deeds, which Allah is pleased with, while they are believers, you're a believer and you do good deeds, فَلَا يَخَافُ ظُلْمًا On that day you will not fear any oppression, any haram deeds that you have done, وَلَا هَضْمًا Nor will you experience any loss. يعني on that day, there will be people who have done righteous deeds and they carry them with them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, some bad deeds which you have done, you will not be made afraid of them. You'll be forgiven them. And you think that you're going to lose, but on that day Allah will make it in a way which you will not lose. So Allah knows who will win, who will lose, who deserves and who doesn't. So we will be pushed on that day to where we have to go. Allah, the intercession happens, the books are given, we are forced to read from our books, even the illiterate person will be able to read. The illiterate person who did not know how to read or write in this world will be given the knowledge and the skill and the ability in its highest form to read on that day. You will read in a way in which you will understand very clearly. You will read your records. What do these records look like? What do these books look like? The knowledge is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I gave a little example a while ago. In the past, when computers first came out, laptops, they used to write in the papers, notebook, $4,000. And I used to think to myself, notebook? It's 10 cents in Kmart. $4,000? But they call it a notebook. However, it's not the notebook that we know. Notebook, a laptop. A highly sophisticated system. So when Allah says records, books, suhuf, pages, what is the nature of these pages and records? It is the knowledge is with Allah. But let me tell you something. These pages, these records, these books, that's the name given to them, on that day, carry every single deed, good or bad, past or present or future, from the beginning of time to the end, your whole life, it carries the secrets and the open. Everything. It can encompass it all. Today we make, we humans have invented computers that hold hundreds of gigabytes of memory. And we say, whoa, you can carry the information of the whole universe in this. Don't we say that? So if this is the, what the human being is able to do, Allah's ability is unlimited. And his invention, subhana, his, his creation is beyond our minds, beyond our understanding. The people will read. Aisha radiallahu anha said, Ya Rasulallah, how will they read? He said, Ya Aisha man Whoever is judged will be punished. She said, Ya Rasulallah, everyone that's judged will be punished? Then what does the verse in the Quran mean when Allah says, Whoever receives their book in their right will be judged an easy judgment. How, what does it mean? He said, Ya Aisha, that's the mu'min. The believer's deeds will be shown to them. Just shown. And the believer will not deny anything. But no dialogue or debate will occur. 
The ones I am talking about are the ones where a debate or a dialogue occurs. The disbeliever or the corrupted Muslim who had doubt in Allah or the, or the hereafter or and so on and so forth, they will deny because they want to try and save themselves on that day. Wallahi, they will give all the excuses, all the beautiful, eloquent... Wallahi, they are words that if you were to be gathered today in front of the highest court in the world, you will be able to deceive everyone. The highest of barristers, the best of lawyers, the best of judges. But on that day, it cannot. You cannot deceive anyone. Because Allah says in the Quran, اليوم نختم على أفواههم. Today we will seal their mouths. Their hands will speak to us. وتشهد أرجلهم. And their feet will witness بما كانوا يكسبون. With what they used to do. So there is no hiding on that day and Allah will reveal it with all the witnesses and all the evidence and no one will run away from it until finally they begin to admit. Now at this point, my dear brothers and sisters, the books are received. Some judgment has happened. However, the punishment has not begun and the reward has not begun. Some people receive their records in their right. Some people are delayed a little bit to receive their records in the right. It's up to Allah. But the next stage after that is the scales. So now the evidence is shown. The debate has happened. The records are justified. The witnesses have given their claim, have bared their witness. The servant is now clean or clear about their records. Allah has not wiped anything yet. And Allah has not punished anything yet. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us to the next stage, which is to weigh the value of the good deeds you have and the value of the bad deeds you have. And here on the scale is the decision of what you are worth, how much you deserve of rewards and how much you deserve of punishment. What kind of deeds will remain and what kind of deeds will be taken off? What extra secret deeds haven't been revealed yet in the records? Because there are still secret deeds which Allah leaves out of His mercy to reveal. And there are some sins which were not included in the records only a little bit. But now something's going to happen. What is it? The scales are brought. Allah says in the Quran, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا وَإِنْ كَانَ مِثْقَالُ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ And on that day, we will place the just scales. The just scales. And so no soul will be treated unjustly, even with an atom's worth of deed. And if it were the size of a mustard seed of good deeds, we will reveal it. We will bring it to the scale. And if it were the size of a mustard seed of bad deed, we will bring it and place it on the scale.
Such a judgment, accountability by us is sufficient enough. What else? Can they, can they be more justifiable than that? More of an accountability than that? Yeah, and every single whisper, every little deed that we hid or did in open will be brought from those records and placed into that scale. What is the nature of this scale? What does it look like? Again, the knowledge of its nature is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mu'min is tested in this life. Will you believe what Allah told you? Allah says in the Quran, in Surah At-Tariq, by the skies, and by the earth, this is an undoubtable, undebatable, unquestionable truth. And it is not a joke. It's not a joke. The day is not a joke. It is going to happen. Everything he mentioned. The scale, however, is a type of creation that Allah had created. And in the hadith al-Sahih, the Prophet sallallahu said, which came in al-Hakim by Salman al-Farisi, who is the narrator radiallahu anhu, he says, the Prophet sallallahu said, the scale will be set up on the day of judgment. If the weight of the heavens and the earth, if the weight of the heavens and the earth are to be measured by the scale, this scale will be, will do it efficiently, efficiently, without any strain whatsoever. It'll weigh it. In another hadith, the scale can contain the heavens and the earth if need be. The, literally. The, the, earth, the skies and the earth. You can put it in it and it'll weigh it. It'll take it. The hadith continues. After setting up the scale, the angels will ask, when Allah created the scale, the angels asked, for whom does this scale measure, O our Lord? And Allah replied, whomever I will among my creation." Then the angel said, O oh Allah, indeed, we didn't worship you the way you are worthy of. When they see the might and the power and the accountability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even the angels themselves, they fear this day. You know, what's our fate going to be? Oh, our Lord, we haven't worshipped you enough. Shufa. Compare that to a person who deceives themselves today. Goes to give a donation, a hundred dollars then believes inside of him that I've given a hundred dollars, I can do a few haram things now because now I deserve Jannah. I deserve Jannah. I've given a hundred bucks. It's a lot of money. Who gives a hundred bucks these days? As if now you deserve Jannah. As if made a condition on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a hundred dollars equals Jannah. Or those who debate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh God, I didn't ask you to make me. Here are the angels... This is the lack of our understanding. This is not a question for us to ask. Because at the moment, we haven't had this conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's important now is that we give Allah's due first. And then Allah will reveal everything else. To the point where He even shows us Himself, subhana, and you converse with Him in Jannah, inshaAllah. The angels are saying, Oh, our Lord, we haven't worshipped you as you are worthy of. Allah says, لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم. The angels don't disobey a single thing which Allah commands them. And here they are saying, 
O oh, our Lord, we have not worshipped you as you are worthy of. O oh, sorrow to the human being who deceives himself or herself. You should be saying, O oh, Allah, I am the insignificant servant of yours, asking you for this. I need your help. I am lost. I am lost without you. My deeds and everything I have got mean nothing if you are not pleased with me. I am not deserving of what you have offered, but it is your mercy which I seek. And here are my deeds just to prove to you that I love you. Give me, my Lord, your mercy and, your, and keep away the punishment. As Allah tells us to ask Allah in our du'as. I am the weak servant. I do not boast about my deeds to you, but I mention them to you in hope that you may forgive me, in hope that you may give me mercy, in hope that you may make me enter Jannah. The Prophet said to his companions once, Wallahi, No one will enter paradise just because of their deeds. Just because of their deeds. They said, Not even you, a messenger of Allah. He said, Not even I. Only on one condition. If Allah decides to encompass me or to shower me with His blessings and His mercy. It is His mercy and blessings which we seek. Our deeds earn us His mercy and His blessings, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is all you want. It is reported in one of the hadiths that a man will be brought to the scale on the day of judgment. And he has done deeds as far as your eyes could see. The angels carry his deeds and they're about to be placed on the scale. Sizes of mountains of good deeds. And when they are placed, Allah says, Admit my servant into paradise with my mercy. With my mercy. Not with his deeds, with my mercy. He deserves my mercy. The servant then says, My Lord, I want to enter paradise with my deeds. He thinks that he can get more for his deeds. So then Allah says, very well, if that's the way you want to measure it, then we have to be fair. I, you owe me something. You owe me the blessing of the eyesight which I gave you. You didn't pay me for it. I just gave it to you and you enjoyed it. And you thanked me for it. I want you now to repay me for that. So the angels bring the blessing of the eyesight and they place it in a scale. And it is heavier than all the good deeds the man had done. It's not equal to this blessing which Allah had given. He says, my, he says, enter him into hellfire. And the servant says, Rabbi, I want to enter because of your mercy. Birahmatik. Birahmatika, ya Rabbi. With your mercy. Allah's mercy is the thing which we want. Our deeds. If it wasn't for Allah, we would not know what's right and wrong. We would not have the ability to do anything. But because we have a choice and we choose to do the good and we choose to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can rise even better and higher than the angels themselves. Than the angels. Allah's reward is amazing. Don't waste your time thinking about doubtful issues here and there. Don't waste your time. The Quran is here. It is proof. No one can deny it. Your deen is proof. Go ahead. You are on the right deen, my dear brothers and sisters. The scale therefore decides what your level and value is. There is a difference of opinion about what is actually weighed on the scale. Some of our scholars said that it is your actual deeds that are brought and turned into objects that can be weighed in a certain form and they are placed in that scale. 
Some others, they said, no, it is yourself. Your actual self is brought and you're placed on that scale to see your value based on certain verses in the Qur'an. In Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ states, narrated in, collected in Bukhari and Muslim, on the Day of Judgment, a person may have a very gigantic body, and however he weighs less than the weight of a mosquito's wing in Allah's sight. In this world, you may have a gigantic but on the Day of Judgment, you may weigh less than a mosquito's wing in Allah's eyes. Read if you wish, the Prophet ﷺ says, فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمُ الْيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنَا We shall not give them, the disobedient ones, any weight on the Day of Judgment. This is a metaphor. Your weight. What do our scholars say? They combine between the two opinions. You, your body, yourself is given value and your deeds are given value together. So you are both weighed at a value. What is your value? To Allah's sight, the best is the one who is most righteous. Not the fattest, not the heaviest in body, not the richest. To Allah, it's in righteousness. There is a story about Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu was a very skinny, small companion. Short and skinny. He looked fragile. And they used to call him Ruwai'i Makkah, the amateur shepherd of Makkah before Islam, the Quraysh people. When he became a Muslim, he, he remained skinny. However, Allah gave him a strength in his heart that no one can dream of. One day he's climbing up the palm tree or Al-Araq, Shajratul Araq. Araq is the, 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 the tree from which roots you take the miswak out from, you know, the miswak that we use to... So it's called Shajratul Araq. He was climbing it. And accidentally his shin was revealed. Sahabas knew how skinny he was. Some of them as they were walking by, they looked and they smiled to each other, laughed a little bit at the skinniness or the thinness of the shins of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. The Prophet ﷺ turned to them and said, min Are you laughing about at his thin shins? Min jabali Uhud. They are heavier in value, just his legs, than the mountain of Uhud itself. Metaphorically speaking, Rasulullah is telling us the value of just his legs. If you were to put it on a scale in this world and you were to weigh it, its value, if you turned it into value, it will be heavier than the mountain of Uhud. Be careful, my dear brothers and sisters, from putting down others. They might be heavier than you in value in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's eyes. Allah says, وَلَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّنْ قَوْمٍ Let not a people mock another people. عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونُوا خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ Maybe that latter group will be better than them. وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّنْ نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُنْ Don't let a group of women, a group of women, don't let yourselves mock another group of women. For maybe that other group of women may be better than you. You don't know. Who is better? Don't harm a Muslim or even a non-Muslim if it's unjust. Harming another person, you could be harming a wali of Allah, a friend of Allah whom Allah holds dearly. And Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells about Hadith Al-Qudsi, Allah says, مَنْ آذَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ Whoever harms a close friend of mine, then I declare war against this person. Be aware. 
Rasul Sallallahu was sitting with his companions with a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, and they saw a man appearing of nobility passing by. He looked like he was noble, rich, famous, got a good position, popular. The Prophet ﷺ turned to his companions and asked, What do you say about this, this man? And they said, He appears a man of nobility. If he proposes to any woman, she will accept. If he intercedes for anybody, they will consider him. If he speaks, people will listen while he talks. The Prophet ﷺ didn't comment anything. He waited, then another poor man passed by, poor looking man passed by. He asked, What do you think of him? And they said, a weak and poor man. If he proposed to a woman, no one will give him. If he intercedes for anybody, nobody will accept it. If he speaks, no one will listen. He's an insignificant man. Rasul Sallallahu said, by Allah, the second man is better than a million times of the first man. Or in the hadith says, mil'ul ard. Whatever the world can fill, this man is better than the other man that you thought was very noble. Allah says, Inna akramakum atqakum. The most honored among you in God's eyes are the ones who are most righteous or the ones who are most God-fearing. Meaning you stay away from the things that displease Allah as much as you can. What is your weight therefore, my dear brother and sister, on that day, on that scale? What is your weight? <clears throat> there are secretly done deeds which are good and Allah will bring them on that weight a person will come on that day this is also in the hadith it's in Tirmidhi, Ahmad, Abu Dawood and others that Abdullah ibn Umar narrates on the day of judgment Allah will save in public he will save a man who is from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu from hellfire Allah will order the bringing of 99 books that record the deeds of the man in his life. Each book is as far as the sight of the man can see. As far as the sight of the man can see. Records full of deeds, bad deeds. Allah will say, go with your records to be weighed. He goes and then he comes back in misery. He's lost. Obviously his records didn't weigh much. As far as his eyes could see. Each page, as far as his eye could see. Then Allah says, Do you have an, any objection to what our angels wrote in your records? And he will say, No, Ya Rabb. I have no objections. Allah will ask him, Do you have any excuse and the man will say, no, my Lord, I have no excuse. Allah will say, okay, but you still have with us a reward of a single good deed as no one is wrong today. Some hidden good deeds which Allah subhanahu wa surprises you with if you deserve it. And then Allah will give this man, obviously order the angels to give this man a card, a card to place on the scale. In this card, the following words are written. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. There is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad Wasallam is his messenger. And the man says, Oh God, how heavy does this card weigh to the weight of 99 books of records? It weighs nothing. 
and the card will be placed and it will cause, and the hadith says it will cause the bar of the books to swing to its side sharply. Rasulullah is speaking here in a way that we, don't, we cannot imagine. But imagine now scales. If you had scales on earth and, and one side is so heavy, you place a card on it and it makes the scale spin sharply as though it's in a horizontal direction. Horizontal isn't, it's upwards. Vertical, in a vertical um, um, position. Because, my dear brothers and sisters, nothing weighs heavier than the word of Tawheed. La ilaha illallah. Obviously, it has conditions. La ilaha illallah means that you fulfill its conditions. So you say it and you fulfill its conditions. There's no use saying, I'm the strongest, but you've got no strength. You can say it from now till the end of time. You're not. No use saying, I know this and I know that, but you don't know. There's no use saying, I'm a doctor. You can say it from now to the end of time. You can carry books on top of your shoulders of all the medicine. But if you don't know it, you don't have the skill, you are not a doctor. If you say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, you fulfill its conditions. If you fulfilled its conditions, but you come on a day of judgment with lots and lots of bad deeds, but you had tawheed and you fulfilled the conditions of tawheed, then that will weigh heavier on the scale on that day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it to specific people on that day with His mercy. My dear brothers and sisters, the time has lapsed now. Aisha prayer is, 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 has arrived. Next week, inshallah, we will start again at 7 o'clock and I will continue the second half of the scales followed by the sirat, the bridge bestowed above hellfire. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين